Welcome back to B-Side Stories. In the first half of our show, we're going to be talking to Ali and Emma. They're from Peace Action Wellington, and it's a group that works for international peace and justice right here in Wellington City. It was founded back in 2002 to oppose wars, including the Iraq War, and they've been active ever since, especially organizing protests against the annual arms industry conference that's in Wellington. So... Emma and Ellie are here to talk about what some of Peace Action's recent activities are. Welcome to B-Side Stories. Kia ora. Kia ora. So I wanted to start off asking about the protest at Parliament that was all about ending Australia's offshore detention camps. Can you describe the situation that that protest was aimed at? Sure. Um, So about a week and a half ago, we had a bunch of speakers at Parliament and then we marched to the Australian High Commission and this was in response to a call out from activists in Australia to kind of commemorate, I guess in a horrible way, the 15 year anniversary since the Tampa boat, which was when there was, um, I think it was about 400 refugees were rescued by a freighter ship and that started Australia's offshore detention uh, system when... uh, when that happened and John Howard kind of set Australia on that course. And so it's also in response to the the refugees actually protesting on Nauru and Manus as well and the fact that um, we've been protesting continuously for months. And so we wanted to be in solidarity with both uh, people in Australia protesting and uh, the refugees on the offshore detention centres. Yeah, so this is quite an international movement. I saw you guys were using the hashtag close the camps. So uh, how big is the involvement, do you know? I mean, it's it's just getting bigger and bigger in Australia. Like it's uh, on that same weekend, uh, that I think was the 27th of August, there was um, protests all across Australia, but there was also one in London which went for like, I don't know, it was 10 hours or something. They read out all the Nauru files nonstop. It was amazing. So they were creating like an audio recording of the actual the actual files that were the whistleblower uh, leaked. And there was also, uh, I think there was also one in Tokyo. And those are only the ones I know about. So <laughs> I think there's, yeah, I think there's a big movement. And a lot of, a number of people we know in London went to um, the protest. And so it's, it's, it's getting pretty well known, and the fact that just recently some Danish MPs were trying to go to Nauru to see what was going on there, like to look at this model, <laughs> it's just like it's actually um, quite well known in Europe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? It's just out of curiosity, how long the people who are detained in the camp in Nauru, for example, they just are they just are trapped there and they can't really participate in society. And and how long are, have they been? Do you know that? Um, I mean, I think the average is about three years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some people have been there longer, some people a bit shorter. But um, Australia, the Navy has been turning back boats and towing them back across international waters back towards Indonesia for about two years. No boats have been able to get anywhere near Australian land for about two years. So I think most people have been there for at least two years. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bizarre situation. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it just, like, yeah, it makes me so angry. Yeah. So, Emma, um, 
the latest news on this I saw yesterday uh, is that the security company that runs the camps uh, in Papua New Guinea and in Nauru mm. has said they won't renew their contract with the Australian government. Yep. How do you take that news? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, there's been protests against Wilson's security in Australia. They've been targeted. I mean, they also exist in New Zealand. And I know there was a demonstration in Auckland just the other day, actually. Um, but before that, it was run by Circo. And I don't, oh, I mean, sorry, not Circo, G4S. And G4S is the uh, world's largest um, security company. And they, 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 I think they gave up their uh, contract because they got too much flack. And now it's just... Now it's just Wilson's turn, so somebody else is going to take up that contract in the vacuum. But to me, it doesn't mean it's the end of anything. It's just like this two-year cycle or something where they realise they're going to get more flack and so they, somebody else takes the contract. Really? I got yeah. optimistic that maybe it would be the beginning <laughs> of the end. No, I don't think so. If I, only. I think capitalism, you know, there's always somebody that wants to make a money off, um, off suffering somebody, people. Off somebody else's misery. Yikes. So tell me about the messages that you got from Nauru as part of your protest movement. Yeah, sure. Um, We just, we had a message, um, I think, the next day from somebody on Nauru that had seen um, our demonstration and he said thank you um, for thinking of them and and speaking up. And then uh, I think it was a few days later, the actual, the protest they do there, in Nauru, um, regularly, they held up a sign that said Kiwis, thank you. And um, so, yeah, that, it was pretty nice to know that people are actually hearing the message of solidarity and that people are thinking of them and care and want things to change. What is that regular protest you were mentioning? Uh, I get, uh, the refugees in the detention centre and also some of the refugees that are living outside the detention centre in the community gather, I think, at least... Um, I think every day at the moment, but I think that was the biggest one that weekend. They they did the biggest protest to coincide with all the protests in Australia and also, obviously, the yeah. one that we joined. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Best luck for that uh, movement. Is there more going on in, in that space? I mean, I think the, there's going to be um, um, more protests in Australia, keeping pressure on their government there. I mean, unfortunately, both of their main parties are for the detention system. So there's not really strong political opposition there. But, um, yeah, I think we'll probably respond to any other big kind of call-outs there and can continually just kind of push it on our media and stuff. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to ask you about is, is not a past protest, or it is in a way, but it's also an upcoming protest, and that's, uh, around the New Zealand Defence Industry Association annual forum. And uh, I saw on social media that you've just launched the campaign around that. So, uh, Ella, El- Ellie, sorry. <laughs> Ellie, can you tell me a bit about that regular event that Peace Action puts together? Sure, absolutely. Um, I guess I would add that um, this really links in with our... Um, protests about refugees and about Nauru and about Manus Island and offshore detention because the reason that these people are fleeing their homes is because of war um, in in a lot of cases. Um, so for us, it's all completely interlinked. So the Weapons Expo um, is where war starts and um, that's the, the annual conference. Um, 
along with all the arms fairs around the world um, that are happening all the time. Um, yeah, so for us, it's all it's all completely interlinked, um, and it's completely remiss of the the Australian and New Zealand government to um, to turn away these refugees or not to stand up for them enough um, when in fact we are a big part of causing those refugees to to lose their homes and their lives in the first place. Um, so yeah, the Weapons Expo has been going on for uh, eight. No, yeah, I think 18 this is years, 19th year. 19th this is going to be the 20th anniversary <laughs> next year. So this isn't new. <laughs> That's a long time. It's, um, yeah, it's been happening annually. Um, until now, it's actually been in Wellington. But this year, 2016, it's, it's actually moving up to Auckland. Um, and that is to coincide with the, the 75th um, birthday celebrations for the New Zealand Navy. Um for which they have, in fact, invited boats from the US, from Australia. Um, and it's going to be basically uh, the Weapons Expo and these Navy celebrations are just going to be a big week-long celebration of war. Um, and for us, we think it's really important, along with our kind of sister organisation, Auckland Peace Action, um, to have a week of peace and um, to oppose this uh this warmongering um because essentially that's what it is the weapons expo the annual um new zealand defense industry association conference bit of a war um is a chance for uh arms companies and our government and our military to all get together schmooze um see what new technology there is and by technology i mean guns and tanks and um you know, the the latest practice rifle shooting ranges and undercover bloody blah technology and what, what was that? Oh the the triggers. Yeah. There's a company here in Wellington that makes basically the detonation systems for mortars and stuff. And yeah, like, fire control systems is yeah. what it's called. I thought that was something to do with controlling fires, but obviously <laughs> it's not. It's to do with launching missiles and, you know, without that launching system you couldn't fire the missiles, so it's a pretty integral part, and it's being made in Lower Hutt um, by a company called Massengrange. Um, so war really does start here. War is being schmoozed between our military, between the Australian military that's being brought here on the boats, who are turning away the refugees, by the US military who are coming here for the first time since the nuclear-free um, you know, position that New Zealand took. It's it's all just coming together to make this huge celebration of war and really we think that most Kiwis would stand up against this and we certainly will be. So you guys call it a weapons expo and the media are very careful not to call it that. They call it an annual forum for the defense industry. So in 2015 there was um, quite a bit of media coverage of your guys' protests Jerry Brownlee was uh, was in some of the articles saying none of the companies, your friend and mine, Jerry Brownlee, said none of the companies at the conference supplied weapons or arms to the defense force. Yeah, I mean, that, he, I believe he said that it was just um, socks and paper cups. Socks things. and paper, that's what he says. This, yeah. that's, that's an example of something that these suppliers might be providing yeah, but to the if defense force. You, if you looked at the... Um, 
Radio New Zealand report of that. There was a salesman from Beretta there with his latest rifle who was trying to get the contract for the for the new rifles for the new, <laughs> for the army. And as well, there's Lockheed Martin, which is the largest arms manufacturer in the world. They manufacture nuclear weapons. They they make you know the Kiwi Saver fuss that's been going on recently. Um, we also give contracts to Lockheed Martin to upgrade the frigate systems for the for the naval vessels. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know, these are huge multinational arms companies that are the primary sponsors of this weapons expo. And we call it a weapons expo to really um, kind of de-jargon it because a New Zealand Defence Industry Association conference just, I mean, it doesn't, it sounds quite innocuous, right? It, it doesn't sound like what it is. And we're just trying to really make it clear what it is. It's a weapons expo. Yeah. What do you aim to achieve with your, with your annual protests? I guess it's all about awareness raising at the end of the day to to let the public know what's happening and and to, to put a challenge to this idea of um that it, it is this innocuous thing and that it actually and like the tying in with the seventy fifth navy anniversary this kind of glorification of war I think we've especially kind of ended up in this kind of weird place with the whole one hundredth anniversary of World War One, where we were almost glorifying war rather than kind of remembering the horrors of it and the human cost and kind of all the terrible things associated with it. And so I guess, for, yeah, I would say it's all about awareness raising, the fact that actually all these companies do exist in New Zealand and are participating in this kind of global arms trade and that um, they're part of this business that's creating refugees, that's you know keeping the cycle of war going, that's this endless war <laughs> that we're, we're kind of trapped in. Yeah, and I guess also challenging the the government spending on military stuff because twenty billion dollars over the next ten years or so is is a huge amount to spend. And then people are saying we can't help refugees and they're counting the pennies to to say, no, sorry, we can't increase the quota by any significant amount, uh, the refugee quota, that is. And yet we're spending $20 billion on, on defence. And that's even when in the defence white paper, the government is admitting that there's no uh, upcoming threat to New Zealand. They know that. It's just all part of the big cycle of war. So is this a particularly engaging issue that people come out and get involved in peace action for? Yeah, I think so. I think it touches across a lot of um, a lot of different um, people, especially now with the with the 75th Navy anniversary and um, the fact that the U.S. Navy is coming for the first time. This is bringing out a lot of um, the older generations, especially who were involved in anti-nuclear and ANZUS um, protests back in the 70s and 80s, it kind of touches base with all those kind of people. But now it's all kind of tied in with a lot of other new movements, and and I think a lot of people that I've, I think I've noticed that a lot of people that are interested in like you know in uh, the refugee. Supporting refugees and asylum seekers. When you say, "Well, you know, let's let's look at the other side of the coin," and why do why do these people have to flee their country? Then I think people are totally on board with it. If people feel that 
urge to get engaged with Peace Action Wellington, how can they find out more? How can they get involved? Cool. Um, we would love people to get involved, absolutely. Um, we are an open collective. We, uh, we're a non-hierarchical kind of um, group who organise against against war uh, for peace justice and self-determination we have a facebook page which is peace action wellington easy to find um and we also have uh fortnightly meetings um on a wednesday between 6 and 8 p.m which are at um 17 tory street um yeah so do come along if you're if you're free our next meeting is this wednesday um yeah we we also yeah uh we have a website you can check that as well. You'll find it on the Facebook. Yeah, we've got um, we've got a lot of actions coming up uh, in the next couple of months in the build up to the the Weapons Expo. Um, we're planning um, some actions this month to coincide with the campaign against the arm trades month of global action, and we've also got a rally coming up on the first of October to say no warships, no weapons expo. Uh, we're going to have a gig and exhibition. Um, and films at Arrow Valley on the 8th and 9th of October and then we're probably going to have some kind of picnic in the park outside the Navy's Trafalgar Luncheon on the 16th of October and then of course um, the Weapons Expos in mid-November as well. So we've got a jam-packed <laughs> <laughs> a full schedule. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That was your peace action gig guide. <laughs> Pretty much. You'll be busy for the rest of the year. <laughs> Um, we are actually also arranging um, transport up to the Weapons Expo in Auckland, um, as well as we're planning actions here at the same time to keep up the pressure on the on Wellington, because obviously the the Weapons Expo is coming back here next year, um, and we really want the council to refuse to hold it in council venues. We 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 basically want to say that the Weapons Expo isn't welcome here in Wellington or in um, Aotearoa at all. Um, yeah. So if you're interested in coming up to Auckland uh, for the protest, we've got a, a Facebook event where we're um, and also a sign up email list about that. So uh, have a look out for that and we'll keep you updated on how that's going to work. Emma and Ella, thank you for coming in to talk to us. Kia ora. Thank Kia ora. you.